Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Strategic Planning Podcast. Thank you so much for your time as Mike and I talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And this week, we're going to be financial forecasters. We're going to see if we can do a better job than sometimes the weather people do. And I don't know, that's a 50-50 kind of shot. So we'll see how we do. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you? It is. We're going to flip some quarters today and see what's uh, <laughs> the next forecast to be made. You know, I'm always preaching against forecasting the markets and that sort of thing. That's so right. going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's hey. that this in poli- this job in politicians is a job where you can be right less than fifty percent of the time and still keep working. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But hey, I, I'm going to make a forecast here, okay. and, and uh, again, I have a fifty-fifty chance of being right. But I, I, I think we got a, a little bit better chance of being right than not. Is uh, by the time you're listening to this, you may have gotten an invitation from me. By mm-hmm. the way, if you have not gotten an invitation by email from us. Uh, for a webinar that we're doing on Saturday morning, October 24th at 9 a.m. Please get in touch with us and you'll be able to hear at the end. Mark will give you the address, the phone numbers and all that. Or I don't think you give the address to you, Mark. Just I, I'll number. give a web, I'll give the website and the phone number right now. We'll give it to him right now. All right, we'll do that. And and you can contact us to make sure you get an invitation to this uh, webinar where you'll be able to go online, listen to us, and uh, we're going to talk about drum roll, politics, and your portfolio. Okay. Why in the world would we talk about that right now? Uh, Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Kind of close to something happening here in a few weeks. And uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about it because it's on people's minds. And so why not talk about it? And uh, you'll have a chance to either submit questions ahead of time if you'd like, or if you have a question that comes to your mind while you're Uh, on the uh, call with us on the webinar. You can certainly uh, do that at the end. We'll open it up so uh, people can ask any questions or make comments. Okay. So anyway. There you go. Well, if you haven't received that yet, folks, and you're listening to the podcast, uh, then go ahead because at the time we're taping this podcast, they'll be sending it out tomorrow, and then we'll be putting the podcast out about two days after that. So if you did not receive your invite for politics and your portfolio from Mike Flanders and the team at Strategic Planning, call them if you'd like to attend it at 336-668- 4338. Again, it's a webinar, so you're just attending it through your computer, so you can do it in your jammies if you want to. 336-668-4338, or just go to his website, spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. And of course, while you're there, you can send him an email, or you can subscribe to the podcast, or lots of other things you can do there as well. So there you go. Uh, And check it out, because I'm sure it's going to be quite good. All right, so Mike, you ready to be a forecaster? (laughs) Let's give it a shot. All right. So we're going to do the correlation from weather and financial. And so we'll have a little bit of fun with some of these um, uh, weather. Pa- you know, weather. everybody likes to watch the weather channel, right? I mean, I think that's one of those channels that some people, we find ourselves turning to it. And we think at a certain age, we're like, I'm not going to watch the weather channel. That's silly. And as we age, we're like, I'm going to watch the weather channel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By, by the way, uh, just a little quip. My dad, uh, who would be, what, 87 right now, uh-huh. if he was living. He used to say, uh, hey, when I was a kid, we had the Weather Channel. You walk outside, you knew what it was doing. That's the Weather Channel. There you go. That's the Weather Channel, man. All right. Well, I'm going to give you some uh, events, and you give me a financial correlation. All right? Okay, I'll try. So tornadoes, some tornadoes. Um, Now, obviously, here in North Carolina, we get the hurricanes, as you might say, right? That's my dad used to say, a hurricane. Uh, that's right, a hurricane. And, uh, you know, un- unlike a hurricane, tornadoes are really, you know, like they just come out of nowhere sometimes. You very get very little warning. A lot of times with hurricanes, we have days, sometimes even weeks to prepare. 
but you know, tornadoes can just kind of pop up on us out of nowhere. What is the financial equivalent to a tornado? Yeah, um, it would be a, what a lot of people refer to probably as a market correction. Uh, I don't particularly like that word because I think the market's always correct. Uh, it just reflects the latest news. Maybe a crash it, then? Changes okay. uh, based on new information. So yeah, okay, we'll call it a market correction uh, as opposed to a crash. Okay. Uh, but it could be either um, because a market correction is technically defined as a 10% or more uh, decline in the value of an index of some sort, uh, crash is 20% or more. So, you know, 10, 20, uh, your, your uh, medicine's fine with me. But um, you don't typically get any warning that it's coming. I mean, people might be talking about stuff that's potentially going to happen. They're usually wrong. It usually goes the other way or just kind of keeps on uh, treading water. But um, you usually don't have someone say, hey, market's going to crash tomorrow the market's going to correct tomorrow you probably ought to get out they 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 just don't know and uh so you don't get a warning that it's coming and if you haven't prepared yourself in your portfolio it can cause a ton of damage in a portfolio pretty quickly and um what i mean by that is this if you've identified for yourself what level of risk is comfortable for you and you can name that level of risk with a number that we call standard deviation so that you can structure your portfolio to fall within that range of returns that meets your standard deviation number then you really can't get damaged by a market correction or a crash. Now, it, it can go down worse than what the range of returns is that are expected. And those are outliers. They do happen, and typically in crashes. But with market corrections, seldom you, do you go outside of the range of expected returns in a given year. So uh, if you've got your portfolio structured for what you're comfortable with, what you're willing to risk, on the downside without giving up too much on the upside, then you're prepared. But if you haven't, like for instance, if you haven't rebalanced your portfolio in years, what's probably happened is the more aggressive parts of it have become bigger, a bigger percentage of the portfolio. And if we have something like that, it's probably going to go down further than you anticipated it would. Mm -hmm. So being ready probably won't hurt you. But if you're not ready for it, or if this isn't even in your vocabulary, Right. Market corrections can cause a lot of damage pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty quickly. They can come out of nowhere pretty fast, as we saw earlier this year uh, with, uh, you know, with this uh, whole thing we got going on. It came out pretty fast and went down pretty quick. Now, it's yeah, come back. Do. And, and I'll know. say this, too, is that, you know, just like with a tornado, you see a tornado cloud coming, you're going to get out of the way. You're going right. to run. And that's the temptation where the damage really gets bad. True. Is Good if point. you run, get out of the market because of that, the reason you did it is you got hit. And because it, there was no warning it was coming. And so now what you're doing is you're selling a loss. Yeah. And uh, you're not there for the rebound. So. And, and to step away from the tornado analogy, if you had a good proper plan in place, you knew that it, that, that tornado wouldn't, that financial tornado, I should say, wouldn't damage you that bad. You wouldn't be as inclined to sell off and then, of course, lock right. in your losses. So That's right. You just hunker down and wait. There you go. All right. So let's go on to a lesser known thing, but I think we probably all are used to hearing this because anytime if we've ever watched the news or watched the weather, we've heard them talk about the jet stream. The jet stream is bringing in a cold front from, you know, in Canada and yada, yada. Um, it's this much bigger 
entity that really affects how our weather patterns work. So financially, what would that be? Something that's much larger at play that, you know, you don't have any control over the weather, obviously, but we definitely don't have any control over the jet stream. Yeah. And, and there are big investors uh, that we typically refer to as institutional investors that are moving uh-huh. millions of dollars around um, or even billions of dollars around the market constantly or at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just that, that large move. Hey, there's a reason why when you have uh, people who are what are called insiders in publicly traded companies, uh, that they're required to report their activity Uh, to people because they have an impact because they, quote, supposedly know what's going on with the company and what's likely to be happening coming up. They don't always, but they have a better chance of knowing than others. But, um, you know, they have to report that because it can move the market. It can move it. That's news, okay? Well, institutional investors, they're doing things all the time. And and by the way, they're not the smartest stick in the bag. Uh, Sometimes they're jumping in and out of markets like crazy, trying to pick up a an eighth of a tenth of a point or whatever on a stock move or something like that. And they don't call them right all the time. And so all that movement, uh, it can impact the market's direction for a time. And that's why you see sometimes a lot of volatility in the market. One day is up 200 points. The next day is down 300. Next day is up 500 and all that kind of stuff. That's these institutional investors for the most part jumping in and out. And and I'm talking about like the mutual fund managers that are actively trading their portfolios, their active managers. Uh, it's the uh, active uh, individual money managers. It's the big broker dealer firms like your Merrill Lynch's and your, uh, you know, whoever uh, out there that are moving money around and uh, trying to pick up little bits and pieces of, of uh, gain on their portfolio. You don't see it. I don't see it. Quite frankly, I don't care about it because it's going to resolve itself. But, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis, eh, it can have some pretty big impact on market valuations. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You just think about a recent news story a couple months back when the tech was taking a bit of a beating back in September, then even a couple of months. uh, One of the major investors in Tesla felt like he just needed to do some rebalancing and it caused a big old ripple. Um, So to your point, right, some some of those big players, right, can really alter... Uh, the financial forecast, if you will. All right. Now, we're no strangers down here in North Carolina to the heat index, uh, <laughs> right? That is the uh, that is the man. It's 90 today, but holy moly, are you sure it's not 104, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and so we're all kind of used to that. So that's, that's a combination of air temperature and relative humidity, in case you ever wondered about the heat index, and it kind of tells you what it feels like. Uh, which we all are used to that. And of course, if you go even further south, you get like to Louisiana, you're just cutting the air with a knife because it's so thick. But uh, what what would be the financial equivalent to the heat index? Yeah, um, I, I would say that it's, um, you know, you know it, it's really funny. I was talking to a, a guy recently. I'll, I'll use a story to kind of illustrate this. And he told me that uh, his advisor had... Um, um, and he had been talking and he had felt like he wanted to become more conservative because he's getting closer to retirement, wanted to kind of back away from some of the risk. And so the advisor said he would reduce the risk in the portfolio. So I saw uh, on some of his statements where there were some changes made in the particular funds. But it was interesting because the funds they moved out of actually were the less aggressive funds and they moved into other funds that the name of the fund sounded like it might be less aggressive, but in actuality, it was more aggressive. And the kind of going back to that standard deviation thing I, I talked about a minute ago, we did a stress test on this 
uh, portfolio where we said, what's that standard deviation? What's the risk in your portfolio? And it, it actually had gone up from where it had been and was more than what he was comfortable with. So, um, you know, sometimes you look at things. Um, there, there's one that's really famous, and, and he actually had it particular fund company, they call it their small cap world fund. But on their website, they classify it as a large company stock fund. <laughs> small company, <laughs> but yet it's large. Um, so, you know, a lot of people think of large as not being that risky. Well, you know what? Actually, it's not as risky, but it can hurt your portfolio returns by not having a, a good balance among a, ver a variety of asset classes. And that's exactly what had happened. This guy had basically gotten all his eggs in one basket, large companies and uh, no small, no value, um, you know, no international. It was all U.S. large. And um, so, you know, taking a look at your portfolio is, is sort of like saying, OK, yeah, I know the temperature outside is 90 degrees and I, I know my portfolio is structured to have this kind of risk, but it feels like outside it's 100. And you know what? If I looked at that portfolio more closely as to really what's in it, it might be a little riskier than what I anticipated. So I would call it that stress testing process is sort of like applying the heat index to it. That's pretty good. And I like that. Yeah, because uh, well, because the heat index makes it stresses us out, too. So that's a it good does. analogy. Uh, you know, we get all hot and then we get all cranky. You know, So it can stress it you out. And, and not understanding your stress levels and your risk in your portfolio can certainly cause mm -hmm. you to get stressed out as well. So uh, stress test that joker, man. Have a conversation with Mike and, and see um, if it's going to survive, you know, this that and the other. There's lots of stress tests you can do. You can kind of do a longevity uh, pitch where you can look at, you know, what what is going to last, uh, how your money is going to last until 80 and 90 and, you know, different market conditions and yada, yada. So uh, certainly a good idea to do that. Give Mike a call at 336-668-4338 if you'd like to stress test your own portfolio or if you'd like to uh, attend that uh, webinar and you didn't get an invite just yet, uh, he can get you in there as well. The politics in your portfolio webinar coming up here in just a couple of weeks, just shortly before the election, as a matter of fact. So it will be. All right. Uh, now, when I first moved down here, Mike, from uh, Michigan, mm. I had myself a good giggle because, uh, uh, you know, I lived in Michigan for I lived in a lot of northern states for many years and quite used to snow and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I for, and I moved to Wilmington uh, mm. from from just outside of Detroit down to Wilmington. And they don't get a lot of snow in Wilmington. Right. 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 And they certainly don't get a lot of black ice. And that is our next one. And I saw the funny, and it's, it's oh. here. Here it is, twenty years later, and I still remember this newscast, and it just giggled me. Uh, the guy was standing outside, and he was like, "Folks," and he was really being super dramatic. And they were going to the, the on-the-scene special report uh, from the fella. And I mean, hey, it's you know, it's a good cause, it's a good reason to do it because you want to protect people. But I mean, right. he was laying it on thick. Now, what you're looking out here, uh, you know, here is is the road with just some wetness on it. But if you're not careful, this could turn into black ice. And it's so dangerous because you don't even see it. And I remember kind of chuckling a little bit, thinking, "Wow, these folks just are not used to you know driving in this weather." And as I quickly learned, they weren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it made total sense that they needed to be prepared for it. So mm. we need to be prepared for a lot of things that can come at us financially. And black ice, if you will, financial black ice, could be one of those. What might that be? You know, uh, there are so many things out there that people sometimes will refer to as rules of thumb or something like that. Sure, we've and, done uh, uh, podcasts on those. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, so uh, they'll they'll have in their mind, you know, if I just had a million dollars, I could be able to retire and be just fine. But in reality, um, if they 
you know, think they're in better financial shape. They're not because they haven't taken into consideration, um, you know, what kind of risk it would take to be able to generate the income they need off the money they have, or uh, maybe they assume they're going to be in a lower tax bracket than what they actually are in. You know, just not knowing what their budget is, you know, what they what they actually need to to live on, and then taking into consideration things that tend to creep into the circumstances once you do retire. We're getting older. Sometimes our medical situation gets a little more difficult. It's a little more expensive. Sometimes it even gets to, like we talked about maybe a month ago, um, long-term care is needed either in the home or in a, a facility somewhere. You know, if, if we haven't considered all these things, uh, you know, we can kind of hit that uh, black ice, that slick yeah. spot, mm-hmm. and kind of be in a fix where we got to um, now pay for some damage. It's something that you need to look at and make sure, have I considered everything? Do I know what I've got available to me? And do I know how to use it effectively and timing of it? Uh, sometimes maybe it's good to go ahead and uh, start something like Social Security, uh, but many times it's not. What makes the decision? Is it just because it's available that you do it, or is there a plan? So black ice uh, can jump on you and, and uh, catch you off guard and send you spinning, uh, not knowing what the financial situation that you're really in can do the same thing if you make uh, moves without having all the information. It's always a good idea to have all the information. No, definitely. I, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, that's that's kind of why we were just kind of having a little fun here with, um, you know, this analogy of, uh, you know, financial forecasting using some weather patterns and things of that nature. Because just like those, they can, there's things that come out of nowhere. There's things that you can plan for. Some of the stuff you can kind of, you know, you can prep up for. You can prep up for a really hot day, you know, mm-hmm. for the heat index, for example. You can prep up for a snowstorm. and But you might not see the black ice coming because they cleared the road and it didn't, you know, it refroze back over. And you're definitely right. not going to see a tornado coming a lot of times. I mean, yeah, you can, we, we get told that there's storms in the area and we're mm-hmm. on an active watch, but you never know when one's going to pop up. So there's lots of little things like that that you can definitely um, get you know, blindsided by. So we want to make sure a good plan, right, Mike? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a good plan that can hopefully help you um, steer clear of those disasters when they're coming or ride through them as best as possible. Yep, absolutely. Great very, idea. Very, very good stuff. Well, listen, uh, time-wise, we're here at the end of the show, so we're going to wrap it up this week. But I did want to bring up a couple of things. A, again, if you have not uh, gotten an invite and you would like to get an invite about this uh, politics and your portfolio webinar that Mike is doing uh, right there at the last week of October, which is about two weeks from now, a little less than two weeks from now, give him a call, reach out to him if you did not get an invite or you'd like to be invited at 336-668-4338. It'll be an online webinar you can attend, 336-668-4338, or just go to spcinvesting.com. And with that said about politics, Mike, and your portfolio, our next show will actually be right after the election. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ought to be fun. We might have something to talk about. (laughs) We might. The conversation might be, well, we don't know who's president still. That's right. (laughs) Uh, We may not know. We may not know. Uh, We may. It it may be a landslide either way. We may know. So it'll only be the biggest news story in the world. So we figured (laughs) we should probably talk about it. 
So of course the Russians might attack us that day. Just so oh they well, get yeah, you know, who yeah. Who knows what in the world will? <laughs> at that point, I wouldn't be surprised if aliens showed up. On, on there you go. <laughs> so it'll be a weird one for sure. So we're going to let you get out of here again. Thanks so much for your time, as always, folks. Thanks. We uh, we certainly hope you enjoy the podcast. If you haven't, consider subscribing. We'd certainly appreciate uh, you know having you around and. You get these updates. You'll basically just, you know, we just send out the new one whenever you, when it comes out, and you just get notified that because you've subscribed to it on whatever platform you like. If you're an Apple person, or maybe Google or Spotify, uh, Amazon, I think will be coming soon to that as well. So, lots of resources for you to get content from Mike at Strategic Planning Corporation. Reach out to him if you've got questions or concerns at the number we gave three three six 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 eight forty three thirty eight, or subscribe to us at Strategic Planning on whatever app you like to use, or just go to his website spcinvesting.com. All right, my friend, you have yourself a great week or two. And uh, the next time I talk to you, it'll be interesting. Yes. And it will be a sunny day. We certainly hope. (laughs) We'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders, financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. Stay safe and safe, folks. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.